Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, host Bill Hodges welcomes Dr. Jacqueline Scott from the Ophthalmology Department at the Eye Clinic of the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa, Florida. Dr. Scott, a board-certified ophthalmologist, discusses the condition we know as cataracts and walks us through how cataracts develop and what treatments are available to cure the problems that they create. Over the past five years, doctors had been advising Bill to have the surgery, and this past spring, he finally agreed. Now, for the first time in 40 years, Bill no longer wears glasses. His results may not be typical, but he freely admits that had he known the information contained in this podcast earlier, he would not have waited. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. I want you to know today, I have a lovely lady who is very, very smart, very deft with her hands, and in fact, my eyesight has been so improved by her that she said, Bill, quit telling people that. I had for five years, somebody tell me I needed to have cataract surgery at the VA. And I kept thinking, eh, I don't want people poking around in my eyes. I can wear these glasses I've wore for 40 years. Well, finally I decided to go ahead and do it. And Dr. Jacqueline Scott was the lady that I was assigned to, wonderful surgeon, and she's on the program with me today. Dr. Scott, thank you for coming on board. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I have to say, and really, and she's going to probably say too, my results may not be what everybody's going to get. But for 40 years, I wore these heavy glasses and it was a real pain. I got my right eye done and all of a sudden I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. Then I got my left eye done and we gave away all my glasses. Is this the kind of thing that you see a lot of, or will people maybe still have to wear glasses after cataract surgery? I would tell you that the majority of people still have to wear glasses after cataract surgery. What we try to do when we're picking intraocular lens for you to replace your cloudy lens, we try to give you some good uncorrected distance vision using our measurements. Most people still need a little something in their glasses to sort of tweak things and make it their vision the best that it can be. But some people do get good results like you do where they end up not really needing much for distance. The type of lenses that we put in here at the Tampa VA will only allow you to see well at one distance. So we usually make that 
distance. So you can drive your car, watch your television across the room. And then you will still usually need some sort of glasses to assist you at your computer distance and to read up close. Well, you know, I can do almost everything with it. Yes, I did buy some of the cheaters at your uh, suggestion. But let's go back a bit. What is a cataract and how does it form? And why would some people get it and others not? So a cataract is a clouding of your natural lens. And that's something that can occur even in infancy. In some babies, they get cataracts. But for the most part, it's a gradual change over time where the lens becomes a little bit denser, cloudier, and um, you can start to develop some symptoms of blurry vision where we're unable to get you to see clearly anymore with a pair of glasses. Or oftentimes people will start to experience a lot of glare from their cataracts. And that's when we start to talk to you about having surgery. Some people develop cataracts at a younger age, sometimes in their 40s and 50s. Some people, amazingly enough, in their 80s and 90s are still seeing quite well. And we may not you know, have to do surgery until that point on them. How does one know, in my instance, it just was like the frog sitting in the bucket being boiled. I just sat there and, and let myself be boiled and I really didn't notice the difference until one day I looked up at a traffic sign and I couldn't read it. Yeah. A lot of cataracts just come on so gradually that people actually don't really notice them, especially when it's happening at the same time and to the same degree in both of your eyes. And that's probably most likely what happened with you. So each time we saw you, your vision may have dropped a line or two on the chart, but you still seem to be able to do all of the activities that you like to do without too much difficulty. So sometimes it is a very gradual decline in vision. And then suddenly you realize you can't do some of the things you like to do, whether it's driving that's becoming more difficult, playing a sport, even doing near work, working on your computer, reading. One of our questions that we usually ask to see how you're doing is how you're doing with your regular activities of daily living. And sometimes people will have trouble driving at night. Other people will have trouble hitting a tennis ball. Other people have trouble quilting. So it's variable depending on the person, but that's usually what we're looking for, some form of symptom that's going to prompt us to talk to you about having your cataracts out. There's no pain to cataracts. I mean, because I have them doesn't cause me any pain. It's just loss of vision, correct? Correct. Correct. It's a painless thing. Yes. So really, one has no symptoms other than I couldn't see across the table when we were playing cards to see what the cards were laying out over there. Correct. Correct. And different people have noticed different things because there are different types of cataracts. Some people will start to get a type of cataract that causes them a considerable amount of glare. So when they're driving their car and the sun hits them, they are sort of blinded temporarily by that. Or they have a similar problem at night with headlights coming on while they're driving. So it really depends. You know, each person sort of uh, may present with slightly different symptoms. I guess today, by the way, for those that might have tuned in a little late, is Jacqueline Scott, a surgeon, 
at the James A. Haley Optical Clinic. And she just did both of my eyes, taking care of my cataracts. And <laughs> for me, it's a miracle. It's just really great. May not be the same for everybody, but it's going to be better, I think. Don't you, doctor? Yeah, for the most part, we usually intervene when we, you know, look at your cataract and we determine that you have a significant cataract there. And then we sort of exclude the fact that it's not being caused by something else in the eye, that loss of vision. And even people who have other disease processes in their eye, for example, macular degeneration, they can often benefit from having their cataracts removed. As oh, really? Well. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense then to at least have it looked at. Absolutely. I have really been treated well by James A. Haley all over the, and the clinic. Dr. Sloan came on and talked about how many different kinds of groups you have there that can provide different kinds of resources. So I assume you probably work as a team on many of these things. Absolutely, absolutely. We have every specialty covered here at James A. Haley. So we have retina surgeons and retina doctors, corneal surgeons, corneal doctors, and all of them have their own specialties, but we work together. So for example, in the macular degeneration patients, we have thousands of people here who get monthly injections for their macular degeneration. And they often develop cataracts. And we work together with the retina team to get those cataracts out so that the patient has a better view out as well as the doctor having a better view in to continue their treatments. I'd like now to talk about the surgery itself. Sure. Because sometimes we can demystify something and people will better understand how long it takes for the surgery, what you have to go through prior to the surgery, and the recovery time after. So would you kind of go over that for us? Sure. It's an outpatient surgery. That's how it's done. So the patient will come in for the surgery and leave the same day. The surgery itself takes anywhere from usually 10 minutes to 30 minutes. It's done under topical anesthesia, usually. That's the part uh, that got to me. Yes. So <laughs> the by time, that, the first by time, that, the second I was a, I was a pro. Yeah. So by topical anesthesia and moderate sedation, we mean that we numb the eye multiple times prior to starting the surgery, and we also give you some relaxing medicine through an IV, so that it takes some of the edge off of the nervousness uh, that you have going into this. Most patients do extremely well with those two things. Did you find it painful? No, I did not. In fact, the thing that really got to me was that I was awake during the entire procedure. And I listened as you worked with the other young man you were helping to do the first surgery. And of course, you did the second one all by yourself. But it was very interesting your coaching methods with the young surgeon. I guess I was among the last ones he had before he was sent out to do them all by himself. Your coaching methods were delightful. And I'm sitting there as a trainer, listening to what you're doing. I'm thinking, boy, she's doing a good job on that. But I was literally awake through the whole thing. Correct. And 
some patients prefer to be a little less awake for the procedure and we accommodate them here and make sure that they're comfortable going through with it. But it's really, you know, I think that is one of the things that people are most fearful of is having people working on their eye and that they're going to see the instruments and things like that. And it really isn't something that you're looking at a bright light usually and most patients have very little problem. Your, your head is locked down very tightly. And then, then you did something that keeps the eyelashes from blinking. I'm not sure what that was, whether it was a tape or whatever. We actually put a little metal speculum in your eye. It's almost oh. like a, a paper clip that's, you know, correctly folded to hold your eyelids open. It didn't uh, hurt. There wasn't no hurt to it. I thought it was a piece of tape. I thought you put a piece of tape on it and then cut, cut a slit in the tape and work between it. We do. We put a sterile drape over you. So you are correct. We open up oh, the drape okay. and then we keep your eye open with a little metal speculum. And I think there were times when you asked me to look this way or look that, were there not? Yes, correct. And that allowed me to be a part of it. Yes, I love to be part of the show. Yeah, you're awake through that part. And it's it's helpful to us if we can have you focus on the lights. All right. Now we're talking about a 30-minute surgery. I remember that when I went back to the, the after-surgery area, they gave me some cookies to eat. And I was doing real fine. But I had to see you the next day. And, and by the way, I don't know if all of the hospitals in the VA do this, but because of the COVID, they really prefer not to have wives, things like that, husbands up there waiting. And so what they do is they will provide transportation for the surgery only back and forth. Now that doesn't mean every hospital will do it, but James A. Haley does. So I get in the transportation, I go home, Next day, I go home with a big patch. I, you didn't give me a parrot to put on my shoulder, but I could have been a great pirate with that patch over my eye. <laughs> yes, we usually send you home with a, a patch or a shield over the eye in order to prevent you from having any untoward accident that evening, rubbing or rolling over on it while you're sleeping. Then we have you come the next day. We remove the patch and check your vision, pressure. We make sure everything looks good. And you let me take the patch off for a bit, but then I put it back on for what, sleeping for the next two days? Yeah, we usually have you wear the shield over the eye for the first week at bedtime, just to protect you from yourself while you're sleeping. And really, I saw the first day right after the surgery, you had my eyesight checked. I had a tremendous difference. And each time I came in, it got better. Correct. That's usually the progression. We often will see people have a, a notable improvement on day one. And it usually does take several weeks to get your final vision. Some people have some other contributing factors that may make their healing take a little bit longer. Some people have some conditions that make them more prone to swelling in the front of the eye on the cornea or swelling in the back of the eye on the retina. But usually, as you were saying, it continues to improve over the first few days and weeks. We're going to run out of time. And I knew I would with this because it's so interesting. But a couple of very quick questions. 
Will a cataract grow back? No, it will not grow back. Once you have the uh, intraocular lens placed in there, then you will not have another cataract develop. Sometimes you can develop an opacity behind the lens and we can take care of that with a laser here in the clinic. Will I need glasses? I think we covered that earlier. Some people will still need to wear some type of eyeglass, correct? Absolutely. Some people will still need to wear it for both distance and for near. Is there anything I haven't asked you that I really should that you wanted to get across to my audience? I think there's some things about cataract surgery. I think that a lot of people hear about laser cataract surgery. There actually are some VA facilities that can provide that service, but most of the facilities do not. The laser is used to make the wounds in the cornea at the beginning of surgery and to open the surface of the lens, the capsule. And then some of the lasers can soften the cataract. That procedure has not been found statistically to have a better outcome than using the older methods where we make the wounds with blades and we open the capsule itself. So some people are discouraged when they hear we don't use the laser, but it still has a wonderful result. And even out in the private practice sector, it's still done that way by many people. My guest today has been Dr. Jacqueline Scott, surgeon at the optical clinic here at the James A. Haley Hospital. As I said in the beginning, she has given me back my eyesight, literally. Got rid of my glasses. I can read all kind of little print, and I'm excited about it. Your results may not be the same as mine, but I'd certainly, if you're a VA patient, I'd ask my doctor about it. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell you so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.